Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Spooked. The Scary Story Improvised Podcast. I'm Damian Depping. I'm Cody Crane. Oh, and another beautiful, hot, sunny day. Yeah, I feel like my eyes are melting. It is getting hot out there. Um, it's so sweaty and hot. Like when you just stand out there and it felt, feels like you took a shower. Well, I mean, the thing, a bad shower. The thing that I haven't admitted to of sweat, yet, Damien, yeah, is that you know, last year, as uh, as okay. the listeners know, I a psychic predicted I would die of a heart attack mm-hmm. that year. Right? Um, you think they were off by a year? Uh, yeah, I think this son's gonna. I think this is it. Finish the job. They're gonna get you done <laughs> finally. Yeah, that psychic. She's been she's been just polluting so much, trying to like accelerate global warming. She's like, God damn it, I gotta kill that kid. <laughs> Yeah, so she's pissed that she's wrong. Yeah, uh, but since uh, November, to show her I won't die, I've yeah. been going to the gym five days a week. Wow! If you okay, I, not to not to be like morbid, but if you die like doing like a squat or something <laughs> at the gym, like if your heart just explodes yeah. while you're like midway into it, I'm not gonna say, but that's that's kind of poetic. Just. She knew that I would overcompensate. Yeah, right? yeah. It's like this seems like a guy who's gonna overcorrect. Well, the the thing that I haven't admitted to you, Damien, is that I've been yeah, mm-hmm. I've been going to the gym five days a week. And oh, now you've been the juicing? thing is, I yeah, but that's why I look so jacked. Oh I, yeah. I true. took the liver king diet of pure steroids. Mm-hmm. And your head looks like a little grape on top of a big pile of even larger grapes. <laughs> But I, I've gotten addicted to, well, not addicted, but I'm used to sweating now. So now outside, mm-hmm. before, when I was inactive, I would hate sweating. Right. But now that I, I, I've been sweating almost constantly, I'm now, I'm okay with it all. I'm just used to it. I'm used to being in a puddle of sweat. Yeah, see, I don't mind sweating in the right context, but if like I'm my, just my day to day, I don't want to be sweating. Well, yesterday I did a self tape and I was just, yeah. You were a sloppy bitch. You I, came home. I was sweating had, like, through my you had shirt. Pit in the stains self-tape. on the front of your shirt. Yeah, my, I don't know how that happened. Big, big sweaty belly stain and yeah. everything on. And usually I would have been horrified, but I accepted yeah. that that was my reality. <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, oh, more flop sweat. That's what you need." If they if they want me they mm-hmm. know what comes with it and that's well, a pool of sweat you were going out for uh greasy bastard too right <laughs> yeah that's yeah, right that makes sense <laughs> but it's not all about me and my puddles of sweat that okay. constantly surround other me. people could sweat too that's all i'm saying it's about our guest here today because we have improviser radio host podcaster denny stower here hey how are you Oh, so good. How are you doing? How are you handling the summer? Mm. Well, uh, funny you should bring that up. I just got home from buying a window air conditioner because it's nice. Like I caved. Yeah, I see. You've <laughs> the already, other one cacked. <laughs> you already chopped the sleeves off your shirt, too. So, you know, oh, yeah. we're, we're getting express and cool. And now we got that window unit in. Have you installed it yet or? It's currently being installed. Um, So I'm it's helpful that I'm wearing headphones because I can hear a lot of clanking. And my only rule was don't break it. 
That's fair. Who who do you have installing this? Do you just have some, some my husband, random? Adam okay. Colley, yeah. an alum of the pod? <laughs> OK, OK. I don't know. Just you say I'm having it installed right now. <laughs> there's, there's a team. <laughs> well, I didn't know. Maybe you got professional air conditioner specialists, especially Absolutely like. Absolutely not. Like maybe you lived on like the 34th floor or something. <laughs> no, I, I live in a, in a area. We've had this apartment for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, We're right like, you know, Pape and Danforth. It's a great mm-hmm. spot. However, it's like a 800 year old house. So when the heat's <laughs> off, there's a brief time where it's freezing, absolutely yeah. freezing. And then very quickly it goes to like 35 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, well, I 800 years ago, I think that's when the Vikings were coming over here, right? The Vikings built this home. Yes. Makes okay. sense. <laughs> I live in a boat. <laughs> oh, very nice. I mean, a boat would be drafty, I think. <laughs> I would love the I love the idea of one of those uh, window air conditioners just hanging off the edge of a boat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, ah, if it gets hot enough. That's yeah. Ah, oh, shit. The sail got stuck in the AC again. <laughs> I, and boating, I, seri- like sailing is not messing around. I've known people that have, you know, uh, gotten divorced over a sailing expedition. Whoa. Oh, <laughs> off serious. the expedition. Wow. That... Well, it's because there's rules, right? And so if you're yeah. going sailing, it's dangerous. So I think you've mm-hmm. really got to listen to your captain or risk, you know, grave danger. And so you can't be messing around. You've got to take it seriously. So That's I've true. heard. Yeah. First rule of boat club. No horsing around. Honestly, yeah. no, I I completely understand why that would happen. Any form of like camaraderie that have like even a little bit of stakes, like IKEA furniture, like if you do, if you do that, like I I remember the last time I did a TV stand with my dad, we didn't talk for months after. <laughs> yeah, but it's a real thing. Yeah. Did you guys actually look at the instructions, or did you just yell at the pieces? <laughs> <laughs> I think he fake looked at them. Yeah, that's that's probably what the problem was. <laughs> yeah, you like a birthday follow, card. Like, you follow the instructions, you should be fine. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, uh, maybe your dad and I aren't going to talk now. Yeah. Well, you, I don't remember the last time I, we talked. To be honest, I dare you to try to uh, build something with my dad and see if you come out alive. <laughs> hey, we might get on just fine. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, that would be the worst for me. Is if he comes out of it like. Wish you were more like Damien. Well, listen, I just gotta, I just gotta pick all the things that uh, you say that, like, you know, all the stuff that he hates <laughs> that you like <laughs> in wrestling. Anyway, I can, I can start with that. Wow. We'll work our way in. Yeah. You're gonna wrestle his dad. I'm gonna wrestle his dad. <laughs> that might get his respect, actually, if I wrestle him in the woodpile. Yeah, if you, if you win, you, he, he might respect you. Or I'll, might I'll, I'll make that jabroni Girl. tap out. Wow. <laughs> well, Danny, let's talk more about you here because you got a, a, a few shows going here. Your uh, podcast today in TO. Um, and I mean, now all kinds of news has come out about uh, just from this podcast alone about the heat and all the puddles mm-hmm. of sweat. I'm sure that you'll be able <laughs> to talk today. about that. We're in TO. Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the podcast is kind of like a weekly news roundup. Um, mm-hmm. I do have the show, which is like seven to 10 weeknights on 640 Toronto. Uh, it also airs in London and Hamilton. So bas- basically, that's like a clip show. And then on Wednesdays, we put together a very Toronto-centric 20-minute podcast that kind of walks you through some of the news you might have missed. So mm-hmm. it launched uh, just like two weeks maybe after John Tory announced he'd had an affair and was stepping down. <laughs> so I was like, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> this gives me tons of fodder. So it's a lot of 
right now kind of debate stuff. Um, There's kind of, I guess, a political lean on it. But uh, we have guests, too. Like I've talked to Nick Offerman for the podcast and AJ McLean from the Backstreet Boys. So it's kind of new and random. And we're just kind Mm -hmm. of figuring out our footing. And so this is kind of the fun part of like, uh... what is this? What did they have to say about John Tory? <laughs> uh, who he? Um, yeah, fair. No, I mean, that's how I make it. Toronto is like, what's your favorite place in Toronto? And AJ mm, yeah. was like, uh, Yorkville. <laughs> and Nick Offerman said Peterborough. So <laughs> none of okay. them said John Tory's house. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> they're too old for him. <laughs> I guess so. Right? Um, the uh, yeah, I guess Toronto's got a weird like kind of political history to it where there's just a lot of like weird like controversies and weird things i think that's just politics dude but is it isn't yeah is it everywhere i think so yeah are we used to like does everywhere have a mayor that smoked crack probably i mean it is funny because toronto i think has like little big city syndrome (laughs) where we want to compare ourselves to new york we want to be like chicago and and we are different. And yeah, the, the political history of even just being mayor in Toronto was quite interesting. Having Rob Ford, um, having John Tory, they could they seem like complete opposites, but both conservative. And really, mm-hmm. when it comes to municipal yep. politics, you don't really have like a left or right necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is interesting with the six out of the 102 candidates that seem to be favored. Um, there is a nice array of left and right and center and um, yeah, Toronto is a little pocket that doesn't really vote like the rest of Ontario. So that mm-hmm. that will be interesting, too. Um, and this is probably the biggest by-election in Canadian history and the lowest barrier one as well, which yeah. I love. I think what's different about the Toronto stuff is that we have these weird little things happen that they're they're issues, but they're not like they're not like insane, like some of the stuff you hear in the States where it's just like, oh, he was a child predator or something, things like that. Like, that's the kind of stuff that we get that we don't have here. So when someone's like, oh, he smoked crack, then it's a big deal. You know what I mean? And you then know, it's like, well, let's watch him dance to a reggae band that he just yeah, brought to city council. Yeah. That's there's, fun. There's a little more of like, oh, well, let's make this feel more important than I, it maybe is. I guess you know? it's where it's the other quirky. ones are like, let's not talk about this because it's really bad. It's quirky, though. We're it's. Yeah. Well, it's we quirky, wanna... folksy. I mean, yeah. there's there's an element of that that people love. And I think of Doug Ford, you know, that's uh, true. who can get really upset and angry and fired up about things and then also be like, I swallowed a bee. <laughs> <laughs> and we're all like, oh, that's adorable. Um, but you're evil. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I've ever thought he was adorable. <laughs> well, I mean... I mean, I don't think so. But people... Think he's folksy. Maybe adorable is the wrong word. Well, listen, I have no problem putting my political leanings out there. And I think the guy's a big jerk. Mm -hmm. Well, well, I mean, I don't think we're going to argue about that. But (laughs) uh, what I will say is that he he definitely gets on people's side with like just uh, talking about Tim Hortons and their real egg sandwiches. He doesn't get on their side. He's duping a bunch of dum-dums into thinking that he's on their side by saying like, oh, Oh, I'm a relatable every man. Like, no, you're not. You're a fucking rich asshole who's trying to exploit the province. I don't know. And he's ding, done it. Ding, and ding. he's done it again and again. And these <laughs> idiots keep voting for him. I, I'm not. I'll alienate our fans. I don't care. I'm not going to call everybody that votes for him a dumbass. I am. Maybe they're just misguided. Every one of them. They just like the real egg sandwiches. Not knowing. <laughs> Is being like uninformed and not being uninformed and then voting is not a great way to go. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Research. It's like 
at the end of the day, I want people to be involved. I, I, I'm surprised at how involved I feel in all of this. Um, cause growing up, I wouldn't have considered myself a super political person. Yeah. Um, but now I'm like fully in. And the thing about 640 Toronto, which is interesting is that they're pretty conservative and I, it oh, makes sorry. me feel sometimes like a radical. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm coming in and I'm just swimming upstream. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. But I will say something about Toronto that I do find really unique that I'm kind of reminded of this time of year is that for the winter, we kind of lock down. We're in our big jackets and our huge boots and we're like, everything sucks. <laughs> it's dangerous. <laughs> I hate it here. And then the summer hits and we all forget about all of that. Oh, and we yeah. put on our summer dresses and we go outside and Toronto becomes like a, a beautiful movie set and it's clean <laughs> and it's fun and the weather's beautiful and you know there's shady spots, there's parks to enjoy um, and I love it. And so this is the time of year that I'm like, Raw, raw Toronto, yeah. um, and so we've got it. We're we're at the beginning of that. This is exciting. <laughs> I'm wondering if that's part of why we keep letting stuff like this happen is because <laughs> we have that kind of forgetful annual refresh, you know? Yeah. Where as soon as like it does, like you said, it gets this this time of year, and then everyone stops caring about everything, and they're like, oh, let's just sit on a patio for the next four months and not talk about anything. <laughs> yeah, sun doesn't go down till nine. I can stay out, and yeah, uh, the days are long, and there's things to do. And I think you're right. So I'm worried in that that people will kind of forget there's an election or think it's not that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. um, so June 26, just dropping it there. I don't know when this will come out, but you can edit that. We got <laughs> we got our uh, voter cards. In. Yeah. Well, Yay! if if this is after the election, we'll we'll put in a little thing and we'll we'll talk about who won. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I I like the idea of us putting this out after an election and then so someone listening to it at their dining room table and then realizing they're late and quickly putting on their hat yeah. and briefcase and running out the door. Yeah. yeah there's something I'm forgetting. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, their kids still in the car. <laughs> hey, but it's summer. That's true. Crack the window. They're fine. So uh, Danny, you're doing um, radio and, uh, and then doing podcasts here uh, mm -hmm. now and everything like that too. Um, how did you get into that whole world? That was uh, something you went to school for right away. So uh, was that always an interest for you? It kind of was. I um, like I remember having a two way radio as a kid and like those mm. intercom phones. So yeah. I love the idea of like prank calling or doing like I love the, the sound of a voice <laughs> on the radio on a phone for whatever yeah. reason. I was like I romanticized it as a kid. And so I get it. Uh, I grew up kind of like messing around that way. And um, then I went to university for professional writing and I, I was like, yeah, this is fun. Um, take, let's take math and writing and crush them together. And so that it was enjoyable, but I, there was a point where I was like, oh my God, I think I'm going to be proofreading manuals for a living. And so then I was like, I think maybe this wasn't, maybe I made a mistake. Um, and so, yeah, so then I kind of dropped out and pivoted. I had some family stuff go down, which also helped the process along. Uh, and then I was like, well, let's try radio broadcast at Seneca College. Um, and I had a great time. I I remember walking into the big space and seeing all these people and feeling like, oh, th there's a piece of home here. There's something that I'm really can glom onto. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was really fun. And then out of that, I got an internship at uh, at the Edge, one hundred two point one, the Edge, with the Dean Blundell show, which was a okay, big nice. 
you know, it wouldn't exist now, yeah. let's just say. <laughs> um, I mean, I think most radio from the early 2000s or whatever wouldn't exist now. Exactly. So, yeah. So I kind of like sputtered there for a bit. I they, I was hired on. I was in a whole bunch of rooms I had absolutely no business being in with people who were much, you know, way more successful than me. And mm -hmm. I was like, hi, I'm here's my backpack, like going to go work at Sport Check after this. And it was very surreal. Uh, and then from there, I just kind of like bounced around. It was just kind of like, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? I spent some time in Peterborough at the Wolf. So doing classic rock radio mornings there. Uh, and then kind of just was like, well, I want to come back Nick to Offerman Toronto. That's why Nick liked it so much. He's such a Wolf fan. Oh, that's well, And we did. I was like waiting for him to bring up Peterborough because there's a, <laughs> anyway, there's a canoe museum there and they're He's a big oh, canoer. Okay. Oh, there we that's, go. There, that's why he likes now. That's why it's, it's his favorite part of Toronto. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, get the hell out. Did you guys do crank calls with Nick Offerman? No, no, ah, we didn't end damn. up doing that. But you know what? He was so like he was exactly. I love when this happens. He was exactly mm -hmm. how you would imagine he would be. And he's mm -hmm. got that iconic voice. He's a slow talker. And it was just like just such a nice conversation. And then I had my questions all planned out and I, I'm trying to be mindful of time because I'm like, you know, we've maybe got 15, 20 minutes. And at the end of my, I'm like, well, I want to be mindful. So I'll let you go. And he says slowly, well, I don't have anywhere to be if you have more questions. And I was like, what? <laughs> yes. and here I'm like, hey. I, yeah, sure. I've got more questions. Um, Do you like anyone more than a friend? Like what's, <laughs> what do I have here? Uh, so it was just really surreal and it was just what? kind of, we, <laughs> we talked about like the last of us, his episode of the oh, last yeah. of us, which I yeah. loved. Um, we talked about like LA and cycling and infrastructure and a whole bunch of stuff. So it was just really, Oh, that's amazing. A cool moment. Yeah. I, I think that, um, he is just like, I think honestly, like doing all of like the woodworking and like outdoorsy stuff and everything just like constantly just keeps him in reality and like yeah it, it actually seems right? like a very grounded person yeah I, and he's you know he kind of came around to fame a little bit later in life which that is helps, yeah. which we love because well, it, it teaches you that maybe if you're not getting it this year maybe in 10 yeah <laughs> and uh, nick if you got nothing nothing else to do later we're, we're always looking for <laughs> yeah for guests <laughs> after the interview with Danny he now yeah. listens to everything Danny does so this yeah. is your moment can you imagine <laughs> gotta get him in here I I just want to know does he smell like sandalwood and venison jerky I think he does I, I have to assume he does I want, I want to find out <laughs> I want to talk about a uh, another show that you co-run a uh, live show a uh, drag queen story time yes. um, how long have you been doing that for uh I want to say like five or six years. Um, oh. Yeah. Uh, I, st I mean, I certainly drag queen story time was around before mm -hmm. I kind of got involved, but I'd seen a video about it happening in New York and I was obsessed. I love drag. And so uh, I had a friend who had just had a kid at the time and she was like, I think I want to do one of these events. So, you know, a lot of drag queens in Toronto, maybe can you get a couple and I'll book the space and I'll do all the, you know, logistical stuff on that side. And so we threw this event that I was like, I don't know, maybe like five people will be there. It was packed. Uh, the news showed up and was taking videos. The Queens loved it. And everyone was wow. like, when's the next one? When's the next one? When's the next one? And so we started doing more of them at libraries, uh, at schools. And so it just kind of picked up from there. So it's like literally me and another woman who Basically, my MO for it is like we're promoting literacy, we're promoting self-expression and creativity and inclusion and all of that good stuff. Um, and we're also getting 
these people paid. And so I'm just kind of like yeah. this middle person that's like, you got an event. Great. I got a queen. Let's jam the two together <laughs> and let's do it. So June is busy. We've got a lot um, going on. We we do a lot with uh, Durham Youth Pride. So stuff in like smaller mm. communities, which is always amazing because you go there and they're like, we don't see drag here. We don't, mm -hmm. we're parents. We don't go out at night. And so it's an opportunity just as much for the parents and caregivers as it is for the kids. And uh, it's it's been amazing. Lately, it's been a little bit more tenuous and a little bit more scary. Um, part of my job is deleting hateful comments and blocking trolls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I think that like with the drag queens, because we've had a, a, a few of the contestants mm -hmm. of uh, Canada's Drag Race on uh, now at this point, and I, I, just the ultimate performers, because when you're when you're watching too, you really like. I, when you're watching any reality show, you become really like judgmental, but you really do have to be good at like so many yeah. things. Like when you're yeah. doing other forms of entertainment, like you just have to be good at music or you just have to be good at telling jokes. Or but just, you just have to show up in some shows. Yeah. But this is really? like you have to like the fashion has to be right. You're, yeah. You have to oh be good God. at sewing and then you have to be good at lip syncing or sometimes you have to be good at singing. Well, that's then you even like we, good at telling jokes. It's we've just talked everything. about that before, too. It's like you don't get it like on shows like drag race and stuff you don't get a scope for how much work actually goes into everything that is doing every week it's insane and money too it's funny to go yeah. back and see oh, the yeah. earlier seasons of drag race and i think they've even alluded to it on this current all-stars whatever we're on now um where in the early days of dr even drag race the show they it was just like who has the best forever 21 dress yeah. there was a queen yeah. that showed up in in jeans for her entrance look and now yeah. it's like these grand campy you know something you'd wear to the met gala mm -hmm. yeah. so it, you're right it's it's a lot of things like imagine you're doing an improv show and they're like but can you sew yeah uh, <laughs> and it's like you're and, and you've got to be good at comedy and you've got to be good at marketing yourself mm -hmm. um i think improv would be better if everyone could sew oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> The Everyone fashion had to, you had to sew your own costumes instead of going to Party City and getting them instead yeah. of wearing a bad wig. Yeah, no more bad wigs. You have to sew your own. It's also like, yeah, the only thing I can think of where you just like, I guess there is like a little bit like a tiny bit of like you got to spend money to make money in yeah. other industries. But there, that one's really reliant when you're on that show. Like you got to spend money to then make money. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, but it's it's great because as soon as you're on that show, your mm. booking fee goes up. Yeah. Then you're you're set like it, yeah, it yeah, seems yeah. like you're set for a long time of just like well, if we work. can find our way to get on and just be out the first round. We're set. Oh, well, I, th I, I think mean... that we have to work on every skill. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. We just got to be good enough to get on. And then we're out the first day. I'm fine with that. Just get a Forever 21 dress. Walk through the door. That's right. Yes. I'll, we wear a Forever 21 dress. My my Levi's blue jeans. Yep. And then uh, just get kicked off the first day. I'm great. Great. I mean, it it's pretty. Uh... And then we'll we'll book. I'll book the show with it. We'll do live this show. I think if we came in, just wore the jeans <laughs> at this point, yeah. and then only uh, jeans. We're not even going to be the best joke tellers at this point. No. Now, now, like I feel like people there. There's like Drag Race funny, and then there's people on the show that are genuinely like really like no comedy and everything, like Jimbo yeah. and like yeah. um friend of the show Kendall too, like killed the roast in mm -hmm. uh, her mm -hmm. season. So. Like yeah, like we're not even gonna be the best at the thing we do in that show. <laughs> like, 
Yeah, we're, I mean, we're, and if you can't even do a self-tape without sweating through your shirt, I don't yeah, think you have any chance. That's true. Yeah. That's true. You're going to look like an idiot with your sequins all wet. <laughs> yeah. It was part of the look. <laughs> I thought the theme was wet. <laughs> uh, I'm like got... scanning my brain to try and think of like a good RuPaulism for this. And I'm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we got to dive into a spookier note here because we got to ask you, do you believe in ghosts? Ooh. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I don't think I've had an a ghosty interaction but i will never put a chair in my bedroom for for fear that it will invite the ghosts to come and sit down while i'm sleeping oh so you you won't have a cuck chair because you don't want the ghosts to be there right <laughs> it's a rule that's it. like why don't we put the chair in the bedroom i'm like absolutely not i've never heard that before so you think having a, a chair would invite them to come sit down yeah, and I don't even know where I picked this up, but do you remember there was a guy on Twitter back in the day, and I think he was like, he was a cartoonist. And so he, it was like Daniel the ghost or something. And he did this whole big story on Twitter that I will say believed to be true. Um, but I think he was just trying to sell some graphic novels. Yeah. Um, but he did this whole thing where he had this little boy ghost living in his apartment and he had all kinds of footage and photos and like he went up into the attic of his place and he found a child shoe and just all kinds of stuff um and i was very intrigued by this whole twitter thread and i think within that was something about the chair and never pat put a chair in your room um <laughs> so that's maybe where that came from may i may i just posit like a quick counterpoint here wouldn't it be better to have the chair there for them to sit down because otherwise they're just going to sit on the bed with you I just don't even want to invite them in. Okay. Like yeah. The chair would even just be That's like, fair. you know, there's no that sitting. Feels... Chairs an invitation no for zone. sitting. Right. Yeah. Yes. It's an extra seat. They might not just sit on the you bed. They're going to be like, there's someone in there, but the extra seat, they're like, oh, no one's what there. What if you put a keep yeah. out sign on the door? Well, I mean. Or private. If it's a child ghost, are oh, they, they able can't to read? read. No, yeah. dang it. You're right. Can't read. I, I think I, I'm completely on board with this because I think if I see the chair there, even like if there's like clothes on it, I know I'm going to like half wake up and think someone's sitting there a lot of the time too. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant like if you saw a chair there, you're going to sit down in it. Even if there's clothes on it, you're going to have a seat. He goes, yeah. like, ow, <laughs> sitting on my face. <laughs> That's what I thought you were going with. Yeah, that. floating clothes and I still sit on it. <laughs> but that <laughs> does too. remind me, growing up, uh, sleeping, I had a sleepover with my friend and she was like, she's like, oh my God, I woke up in the middle of the night and there was a young girl standing there. And then we woke up and the lights were on. It was literally a vacuum cleaner with a dish towel over top. <laughs> so it did look just like a little girl in the shadows. Wow. But when we woke up, we were like, oh, it's just the, the Hoover. <laughs> Wow. Oh, man. I, I mean, whether you I will say whether you have a chair or not, like go stand in the corner too. like that's the one thing that you see a lot in movies, too. Right. So would Why you is rather... that? I wonder. Yeah, I, I guess it's because it's always like a, a dark spot, right? Like yeah. it's like a, a spot where they can hide in the maybe shadow. they're on timeout. Maybe. I mean, being a ghost is kind of like being on timeout, right? Well, in my room as a kid, you had like more than four corners. Well, I had my corners were blocked because I what had a blocked? giant uh, standee of uh, Georgia Binks in the corner. 
that was almost floor to ceiling. So you didn't need a ghost. You had yeah. a big cardboard cutout <laughs> casting an evil silhouette over your bed every night. <laughs> so even if one was there, it would be less terrifying than what I already had. Oh, there. yeah. I mean, I can't imagine waking up and Jar Jar Binks smiling over me. Yeah. I don't yeah. think I I don't think I could do that. He was also uh, holding a Pepsi, if that helps. Oh, uh, OK. Well, <laughs> Pepsi did, uh, you know, uh, that that can change the world. Yeah. <laughs> so you said all your corners were blocked. Do you have multiple Jar Jar Binks? Yeah, he had four. I think one had, like, <laughs> yeah, four of them. And they're all surrounding me. <laughs> um, I always had, uh, well, I never have, no matter what size the room is, I never have my bed in the middle where there can be two openings. Mm-hmm. Because I always have it against the wall because of Ernest Scared Stupid. When I was a kid, there was like the troll thing in underneath the bed and mm-hmm. the little girl like keeps looking for it. And so I was like, I'd rather only worry about one side of this thing in case this uh, and that carried through my adulthood. <laughs> I guess my problem with that, though, is that it just comes from the one side and then it pins you against the wall. That's fine. Mm. I can at least know where it's coming from. I don't want to be looking underneath and then it drags me from the other side. What right? if he's really skinny, though, and he sneaks up between the bed and the wall? Ooh. Oh, yeah. Well, he's not that. Have you seen that movie? He's pretty. Yeah, crazy. I've seen like... it. I've seen it a while ago. You, know, you think it's going to be that exact monster? The one from Ernest Scared Stupid? <laughs> There's only one monster. Yeah. I don't have a lot of uh, dreams about that movie. I'm more of an Ernest goes to jail guy. (laughs) That has a lot more scary stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But so um, believing in ghosts, Mm -hmm. um, is has this been a thing uh, throughout your childhood? Would you say? Would you have you always kind of uh, believed in them? I've always. Well, I've always loved ghost stories for sure. Mm -hmm. Um. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I was always like growing up uh, around the campfire, we'd tell a story like I like the idea of being frightened by a good story. I don't like a right. prank. I don't like people jumping out at me, um, but I do like being kind of strung along. And it's like, oh, but what was that drip in the kitchen or what was under the bed? Uh, what is that flaming ball of light in the forest? And so there were stories that I would read growing up that were ghost based that I mm-hmm. loved for sure. Did uh, did you ever talk about it with like your family? Were your family ghost believers? Hmm. I feel like my dad is just like, no. Uh, <laughs> um, Classic dad. My mom is very, I think my mom more believes in something, mm. but I don't know. Like there's never been, I don't think there's been any explicit interaction where it was like something mm-hmm strange happened there were actually there was one situation where my mom said she was in the kitchen of a house where they were renovating and for some reason she went to turn because she felt there was a door in a certain area of the house and then when they were doing construction and they pulled all the walls down she noticed there was actually a door there so something in her told her like oh i'm gonna turn here for whatever reason and aim for a door no door and then later they were like oh there was a door something told you to reach the door. Sounds like the room was designed with the door there and the flow of it made you think that. <laughs> Possibly. And, and then you just like, keep walking into a wall. I think it was like a feng shui thing? Yeah, it was like a feng shui thing. You know? <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. I don't believe in ghosts. I believe in feng shui. <laughs> well, and now actually I'm remembering there, there was the feng shui thing, but uh, my childhood <laughs> home. So at my childhood home and then we moved to another yeah. house when I was um, like going to high school. And it was a much older house that... 800? We had... 
<laughs> actually have no idea, but it was, it's an old, like a looking farmhouse. It's on <laughs> yeah, a street yeah, yeah. where basically people who buy homes, there knock them down and build million dollar mm -hmm. uh, units. This was not that. Um, so my little trick was when I had someone dropping me off, I'm like, yep, this is me. The big huge house <laughs> that I'd run to my house. Uh, but nice. when we had a picture of the house, so like, you know, that your real estate photo, um, there honestly looked like there was kind of this ghost outline family in the front window. And so it was kind of freaky. And then growing up, I was kind of like, yeah, this, this house is freaky. There's little pockets and the, the basement's creepy and there's like a weird crawl space, but I didn't feel scared of this house at all. Um, and then my cousin from out West came and stayed over and he slept in my room and he was like, that room's haunted for sure. Like, I, I can't, I can't believe you don't know that it's haunted. And I was like, I don't know what you mean. He's like a cat jumped on the bed at night. And I was like, well, we don't have a cat. Um, so it was just stuff like that where I didn't experience yeah. it firsthand. Mm -hmm. But my cousin came over and told me my room was haunted. And I was like, nice seeing you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that kind of freaked me out, but mm. not enough to move. Yeah, I I had the house um, that none of my friends wanted to stay over in. They all <laughs> thought it was scary and they all thought it was haunted. Um, and that doesn't help when you have to live there. <laughs> <laughs> Can I come over to your house? Yeah. Nah. <laughs> yeah. You might bring the, the hauntings with you. Yeah. Well, it's like bed bugs. Yeah. Well, I felt there was a presence for sure, but it didn't feel like a scary presence. It felt right. like, a all right. It almost as though we were being taken care of, like they were protecting mm. us and not yeah, the, like the cat was helping. Yeah. The ghost cat. Yeah. Ghost cat. This is a therapy ghost cat. <laughs> uh, well, on that note, we got a story to tell. Uh-oh. We all drew uh, positions beforehand. Danny, do you want to reveal what you drew? I drew the celebrity. Mm, yes. So I go to a random celebrity generator, and it's going to give you four options. You have to appear as one of these celebrities at some point during the story. Um... Your options are Rush Limbaugh, Owen Wilson, okay. Chase Crawford, and Jim Caviezel. I think probably Owen Wilson will will be my. Or do I have to? Did I spoil the surprise? No, no, no. That's okay. uh, that's perfect. I, yeah, you don't have a, a good James Caviezel. <laughs> I thought being on no the idea radio, who that is being on the radio. <laughs> Rush Limbaugh would have been a perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, AM radio kind of sounds like listening to ghosts mm -hmm. sometimes. So <laughs> spooky. Ouch. No, 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 no. Just the nice. way the signal comes in and out, you know? Oh, I, yes. Very that bad. Way. My dad <laughs> listens to a bunch of AM radio stuff. So every once in a while you're in the car with him and it's just like, what is happening? What is going on? <laughs> uh, Cody, you drew the swing. All right. No responsibility. You can come and go as you Please. So that means that I drew the narrator for that. We're going to go to canigeta.com to get a location, relationship, or word in order to get the story started. Let's go with word. Cloudy. 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 All right. Pretty good. Opposite of right now. And I, I don't remember if we said, but you don't have to just be Owen Wilson. He just has oh, to appear can... at some mm -hmm. point during the story. Okay. Other people, yeah. other characters, it does not matter. Okay. And I just jump and go, okay, gotcha. Whatever you want. It's fun, right? 
I hope. I'm having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. You're having a good time. You're contractually obligated to have a good time on this show. You, you made Cut it, that out. You made it. Cut switch. that out. You made it switch <laughs> to like everyone having a good time to then you making it seem like we've been forcing it. Hey. I'm having a great time. Yeah. Did you get that gun out of the frame? <laughs> God dang. All right. The spooky cloudy mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. Owen Wilson, perhaps. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. see. Who's the other one? James Caviezel. Yeah, I don't oh, even know. That's that. uh, that's the that's Passion of the Christ. I think is that who that is. I think that's the guy that played uh Jesus. Oh, I'm pretty sure because I get the ad every once in a while, and it's either him or Mark Wahlberg telling oh, me yeah. for that like uh Bible read along thing or something like that. Like it comes up on TikTok and YouTube. Okay, yeah. Bible read along. I don't know what it is. I don't. I don't really listen to it. I just know that it's him and Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> oh, okay. what's your algorithm? Yeah. <laughs> well, he loves Mark Wahlberg, so that's not yeah, a surprise. It's the, all okay. Wahlberg. The Jesus Caviezel stuff. <laughs> Jesus Caviezel. <laughs> my favorite stunt man. Yeah, my favorite drag queen. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Caviezel would be an amazing drag dude. <laughs> Jumping buses on a motorcycle and drag. <laughs> the lord i i feel like that would also um it would make me so happy to take <laughs> on the name of jesus caviezel knowing that i'm ruining uh his life too like that oh, yeah. really, really upset about yeah, it yeah yeah that would make me even happier oh man you just start getting like angry emails from mel gibson <laughs> you're just like can i get an amen <laughs> yeah that'd be good you should do that yeah, I support this. Yeah, yeah, they might even angrily send me a thousand <laughs> copies of Father Stew. Oh no! You want to do drag queen story time? Uh, Jesus yeah. Caniesel. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd be so good. I have that big hope hat. Yes, I've I've got a book you could read. Whoa, <laughs> the book. Oh my goodness! I'm I'm gonna go into full preparation. See you in a year. <laughs> <laughs> you have to learn to read. Yeah. <laughs> Step one. Step one. Learn to read. Yeah. Then I'll focus on all the other skills I need. <laughs> Took me eleven months to learn how to read. <laughs> Finally, at a third grade level, should be good to go. <laughs> this episode of Spooked is brought to you by BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com/spooked. S p o o k e d to get ten percent off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H e l p dot com slash spooked. Yes. Love is in the air. That's Valentine's right. Day is Va- coming up. Valentine's Day coming up, and it's okay if you don't have a sweetheart this year. Mm-hmm. Have no fear. I know that that weighs on a lot of people, whether they have a Valentine, don't have That's a Valentine. Right. You know, and the stresses of planning Valentine's Day is a lot. It can be a lot for you, and you might need someone to talk to during this time. Self-love is important, and what better way to do that than with our friends at BetterHelp? Exactly. I know that for myself, mm-hmm. I get a lot of uh, stress while uh, doing planning and do- mm-hmm. and putting things together. That really uh, stresses me out. It um, gives me anxiety. It, uh, it makes me kind of just fold up and want to just stay in bed. But it doesn't have to be that way. No, it doesn't. So the people at BetterHelp have people to talk to you about this and talk to me. Yeah. And if you're thinking about starting therapy, BetterHelp's a great way to do that. It's entirely online. So even if you are stuck in bed, what great way to start it where you don't have to leave the first few sessions? Exactly. Yeah. Just open up your Open uh, it up laptop. and get it started right there. Yeah. In bed. 
Perfect. You can still wear your jammies, just as I like it. BetterHelp is designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule, whatever that schedule may be. Just fill out their brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And hey, if they don't work out for some reason, you can switch your therapist at any time for no additional charge. Yeah, you're not stuck to a therapist, you know? And and it's all uh, online and everything, so you don't have to have that awkward thing of like in person and then they're just wondering whether you're, they're going to see you again in person and it's more of a connection. No! Do online. Do BetterHelp. That's right. So don't forget, go to BetterHelp.com slash spooked to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash spooked. Today. Okay. All right. Let's let's get this story started. Why don't we? Uh, it was a beautiful sunny day. The weather had just finally turned nice. Everybody were out in the streets, in the parks, enjoying the weather, putting their picnic blankets out with their fine little packed lunches and their bottles of wine and cans of beer. You know, what everyone does in the hot summer weather. They want to get out there and enjoy it while they can before uh, the looming specter of winter comes creeping back in. Oh, boy. Everyone in this park has friends but me. Yes, lonely little Anthony was sitting at the edge of the park there, all alone with his white cloth seltzer. Why did I bring the biggest blanket out of everybody? Oh, it's just me sitting on it. That's right. It was a California king comforter. And he, he had that bad boy stretched out, pushing other people further away just so he could have it all spread out. He was anticipating friends, but he knew they weren't coming. Oh, God. And six bottles of wine? Who am I kidding? Hmm. Wow. Look at this park. This is amazing. Oh, it's that the sound of my favorite Marley and Me star? <laughs> wow. Look at this big blanket. Oh, I, uh, hello, sir. Can you hear me from the other side of this blanket? Barely. What do you got over there? I'm I'm parched. Oh, I'll, I'll scooch. I'll scooch over. <laughs> Anthony scooched from the middle to just slightly further over in the middle. It was such a big blanket. <laughs> Mind if I take a corner? Yeah, definitely, Mr. Drillbit Taylor. Drillbit Taylor popped a squat on the corner and popped the cork on one of those wine bottles. He was ready to chug a lug down some nice piping hot wine. Yeah. Wow. Sorry, it, it's been out in the sun for a little bit. I hope that's okay. I mean, uh, sure, I have I have a drinking problem, so I'll take whatever. Are these bottles empty? Are these bottles empty? No. I'm just going to take these bottles. No, please. Oh. I return them. Sorry. Oh, and now we only have one bottle between the two of us. Hey, these bottles aren't empty. <laughs> well, bring them back. What man. the hell are you doing giving me full bottles, buddy? You took them from me. And I, I collect the bottles and the cans in this park. That's what I do. I'm sorry, Owen. I have a hard time speaking up for myself. Oh, my God. Is that oh, Owen Wilson? To... Hey, listen, listen. I just here on my off day. I, I'm shooting in Toronto. And uh, uh, wow, this is such a beautiful place. And I just met this friend. And, you know, I, I just wanted to enjoy some hot wine on a big blanket. Oh, well, hey, I got these uh, five bottles of hot wine here. You can have it. 
the two of you can't just be on my blanket and leave me out of the conversation. Who are you? Do you hear something? Oh, I'm all alone and sharing my blanket. And oh, hey, we got a spare Anthony corner. Got more and more sad. The clouds began rolling in. The park got grayer and grayer, and the sky got darker and darker. Oh, God, it's going to rain on me again. And it takes me six hours to roll this blanket up. Hey, uh, oh, and it's it's getting kind of crummy out here. Do you think we, uh, maybe we can turn this blanket into a little bit of a tent fort, you know what I mean? Get a little shelter it. from the storm, as it were. Wow, great idea. Are you are you two grabbing the blanket and shaking it out? I'm still on top! <laughs> Did you hear something? What? No, I didn't think so. Oh! And little Anthony flew across the park, flew through the air like a cork popped out of a champagne bottle. He flew across all the park goers and landed headfirst into a garbage can right next to the splash pad. Oh, his little legs kicking in the air, screaming, trying to get himself out. Why? Why is this only filled with dog poo? Someone tossed their dog poo onto his butt while he was sticking in the in the garbage can. You can don't put it in there. Uh, yeah, I'm a Toronto bylaw officer. Uh, you you can't stick your head in the uh, garbage can, sir. I I didn't mean to. I got shaken off and bullied and thrown into the garbage can. Can you help me out, please? Bullied. Well. That's highly unorthodox. Uh, as a Toronto bylaw officer, I will work to avenge you. Who was uh, <laughs> who was the, the the culprit here? Wait, it was Owen Wilson and one of the the bottle picker uppers. Wait, bottle picker uppers? Well, Have you been drinking in the park? Oh, uh, it was grape juice. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't stuff a ticket into my shoe. There you go. Don't let it happen again. Whoa. Little Anthony crawled out of the bucket, brushing off the bags of doggy doo-doo and taking the ticket and looking at it. Oh, he put two in there, one for me being in the trash can and one for me drinking. Yeah, you're not supposed to leave dog doo, but apparently you're not supposed to pick it up either if it's not yours. Oh, God. I got to find my way back to my blanket. It's somehow in all this rain. <laughs> That's right. The rain had started to come. It was pouring down in sheets, getting heavier and heavier as Anthony ran around the park looking for his blanket. All of a sudden, in the, in the distance, he, he heard a commotion and saw saw bright lights and tent. He heard laughter and joy and people having fun. But, is it, but is it how, only it's raining. raining over me? <laughs> he ran over to where his blanket was. It had now been propped up in a beautiful tent display. It looked like the circus was in town. But underneath, everybody was having fun, drinking hot bottles of wine, passing them around, and eating pizza that I'm assuming they had delivered. Let me get through here. Get out of my way. This is my blanket. I used uh, to own this home. Hey, man, where, where'd you go? We missed you. We ordered some uh, wheels, some hot wheels. You did. You missed me. Who? Oh, you didn't. Uh, I don't know who you are, man. I'm just here for the bottles. <laughs> well, I figured if I have more people here drinking, that means more empty bottles. 
And I'm rolling in it then, if that's the case, you know. And I'm hanging out with my new friend, Owen Wilson. Quite frankly, wow. sir, the guy that stole my wine bottles that only wanted to cash them in, I don't really care about you too much. Oh, so the stole them? What were you going to do with those bottles after? Probably throw them away, huh, Mr. Wasteful? Well, I wanted what was inside. But the person I you care gave about... You to me. The person I care about is Owen, because... One of my heroes, my favorite movie stars, mm -hmm. said that they miss me. Oh. Well, when? yeah, man. I mean, I, 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 you disappeared after the rain started, and then we turned this giant blanket into a, a tent, and uh, hey, look over there in the corner. It's Jar Jar Binks. He's holding the Coke. Wow. A Pepsi. <laughs> a, a Pepsi in one hand and a Coke in the other. He's bringing worlds together. Yeah. I mean, that standee was just under the blanket this whole time. Wow, I didn't mean to disrespect it like that and just build on top. We found it when we put the tent up. So I don't know. I, I guess I guess you always had a friend in Jar Jar with you this whole time. My God. You thought you Maybe. were alone, but you, you really weren't. Jar Jar was inside of us the whole time. Wow. Yeah. I d that means... Do you want a Jar Jar inside of you? <laughs> what? Please. Sir. How about a nice cold Pepsi? Thank you. <laughs> Please. Owen, I, I don't know how to repay you for this. You made me feel like I've never been alone. And now I have all of these new friends that you got into my house. And I just want to ask you because... Hey, who's that wet guy? I'm being bullied <laughs> in my house, Owen. I... <laughs> I don't think they were being bullied. He just said, who's that wet guy? Yeah, well, I, I'm not confident about being wet. I'm very self-conscious about it. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, you know what I'm going to do for you? We're going to take this house down, and I'm going to wrap you in this blanket like a little tortilla. Oh, wow. Oh, that sounds like I'll be coddled. I'll embrace you, and you'll never be bullied again. Not on oh, my watch. Oh, and I, I have to ask you, since you're filming here in Toronto and comforting me like this... I gotta ask you the question we're all thinking. What's your favorite part about Toronto? You. Oh. But why are you so wet? It's it was raining. And sweat. And dog poo. <laughs> it's actually quite a few reasons. Well, it's probably best that it rained on you then. It at least got the dog poo off, right? And well, right? also people said you, when I walked in here, they're like, are you the guy that just won the big game? And I said, no, but they still all just poured wine all over my head. <laughs> now there yeah. seems to be a wasp problem. Yeah, they're, I'm sticky. Wow. But it, I, I I guess if you just roll me up in the blanket, it'll dry me off. Mm -hmm. All right, guys, party's over. We got to roll this guy up in a blanket. All right, just give me your empties and I'll uh, and get, get the heck out of here. Oh, oh, this is nice. Oh, everybody's giving me kisses. Oh, thank you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. It's really unusual when you leave a party that everyone to just come and give you a big smooch on the lips like that. Mm -hmm. You sure you're okay with that? I've never been better. Okay. Lightning and as... strikes and sets the guy on fire. Oh, <laughs> oh. Wow. This is the bylaw officer again. You're not supposed to be uh, lighting any fires here. 
no more tickets, please. The other ones are burning up with me. Hey, Owen, I don't know if we can hang around with a delinquent like this. You want to go cash these bottles in and uh, go get another pizza? Do I? All right. We'll see you later, um, wet guy. Spooked. That was a scary story. That was a scary story. (laughs) I almost forgot it was supposed to be scary. My impression impression was terrifying. (laughs) It was terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) I had to like, I'm like, okay, there's an Owen Wilson wow. And then there's a Jennifer uh, Coolidge like, wow, I really want a hot dog. (laughs) To like differentiate the two. (laughs) I mean, if Owen Wilson said that, that'd be great to me too. So. I'm going to I'm going to take that. Can we get that clean and I'll put it in the story later? Oh, my Jennifer Coolidge? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow, I really want a hot dog. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I I think that that really uh spoke to the true fear of uh finding yourself alone in Trinity Bellwoods mm. perhaps mm-hmm. just uh mm-hmm. really uh, thinking your friends are going to show up and they don't uh, mm-hmm. show up. And I, I think we've all went through that. And, and that kind of loneliness fear is uh, maybe scarier than anything paranormal you can ever think of. That's true. It's true. And a guy got lit on fire. Well, by nature. <laughs> Spooky. I, well, was it by nature or was it by Jesus? <laughs> it was probably Jesus. Yeah. He was jumping by on his motorcycle and he's just shooting lightning bolts out of his fingers. <laughs> Well, Danny, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. <laughs> uh, where can everybody follow you? Uh, I am on Instagram at Danny Stover, um, Twitter at Danny Gray. However, I'm near the the end is nigh for that app and myself. <laughs> um, and you can find Today in TO wherever you find podcasts. We're on all of the things. Um, yeah. And then you can listen to my show on 640 Toronto between 7 and 10, Monday to Friday, if you're nasty. <laughs> amazing well we'll be uh sharing that at spooked podcast Mm -hmm. on all social platforms as well as go to the sonarnetwork.com you can see a full profile on danny with direct links to her social media as well as all the other podcasts that she's done on the network and go to the sonar shop because we got spooked shirts whether you believe in ghosts or don't believe in ghosts we got a shirt for you Mm -hmm. spooked 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 Spooked. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 